sponsored by T? This episode sponsored by Lipton. We are so versatile as black people, like we can play any type of role. What was the biggest turning point in your dating, relationship, or friendship life? I wanna go ahead on this one. Cool. This segment is Black Card or Vote, where I'm going to give you guys a bunch of black history questions. Let's see how black you are. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Don't know about my past. So many times I think myself like I really don't want to do like this job or that job. So fed up, like I really just need to figure out something else I'm gonna do. And then I'm just like thinking back to myself, like you really just need to just live in the moment. As a creative, you are your worst critic. No, you true. are hardest on yourself, like literally. You're if your biggest hater. You're your biggest enemy. You're your ass. biggest critic. You be like, you're your own worst enemy. But what are your guys' steps to finding your purpose? Like, how are you actively trying to find your purpose? Do you know what your purpose is? And if not, like, what are you guys doing? Extremely into fitness and mental health awareness. I'm with my co-hosts today, Michelle and Reese. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Well, my name is Michelle. I'm a black person who cares about black people and everything that affects us. Yes, my name is Reese. I go by Hyped Up Reese on the streets. Um, I'm a queer woman of color. I DJ. I make some music, and I'm really into globalization, political issues, things that affect us. So, okay, yeah, globalization. <laughs> So our first segment, first of all, Black History Month was last month, and we yes. did not do an episode. The so whole sad. month? I don't think we did. No, we, we did one. We did a Valentine's. Did we do a we Yeah, Valentine's. Valentine's. Yeah. Said, we did something. <laughs> yeah, but we, we didn't do a Black History niggas. one like we needed to, so yes. we're going to go all out. We're late to the party, mm. like all black people are. Damn. So we're going to do a Black, and it's Women's History Month um, mm. in March, so we're going to do, we're going to, at least I'm going to combine it. I got some segments for y'all. We're going to start off with the first segment. The first segment is Vent Session segment, mm-hmm. where we talk about relationships, life frustrations, self-realizations, and what we've been up to this week or the past week. Mm. Um, yes. I'll go first. Yes. Let me put you in the mood. Yes. Me knowing, I had a self-realization that I just need to chill sometimes because I think I can be Superman and I think I can do it all at once with this podcast and the YouTube and the modeling and the job mm. on the side. Like, it's just like knowing when to say you you need rest and knowing when to say you just need to chill 
and I get like I'm so intensely aware and conscious of where I want to be in the future right. so I try mm -hmm. to rush the process all the time mm -hmm. but I don't think about the present and I think I need to start thinking about the present more start really realizing who's around me and taking more care of the people around me and because especially with these people dying like nowadays like Oof, Kobe yeah. just passed away Pop Smoke was super young and he passed away it's just like bringing a lot of shit into perspective for me like you don't you only have one life and your life could be really short or it could be really long lived but regardless you have to still be around and be there for the people that are there for you and sometimes I just focus on myself too much so yo it that's was just that. fucking real yo yeah so I Tell your family that you love them. Tell your friends that you love them. And just don't take anybody for granted at all. That was mine. I didn't, I didn't really, like, nothing happened. I've been grinding and working, and so nothing really happened this week. But that. That's good. I definitely can second that as far as, like, just checking up on my family members, my little cousins, you know. Like, you know, he was proud of himself. He got his grades back up. But it's like... Only time I really speak to him is when something bad happens, and it was like, I want to change the dynamic of that relationship, and as far as my mom goes, like, I want to stop, you know, being so goddamn selfish, and just calling her whenever I need something, instead of, like, you know, I should reach out more, I exactly. should, we should, we should hang out more, so it's just like, I'm trying to incorporate that, I've been just, like, slowing down on just, like, you know, just, just, you know, just smoking and escaping, so... I'm present, like, I'm actually present, and I'm actually, like, here, and, like, you know, actually know, noticing that I'm going days without talking to my sister, or weeks without mm -hmm. talking to my little sister, so, it's just, like, you know, just being conscious, and just being aware, it's just, it's dope, especially when you hit them up, and they're not expecting it, just love, you know, like, they want that, and it's just, like, just open up the door to, you know, affection, or it's normalizing, I love you, in a relationship, it's just, you know, I'm still working on that with my dad or whatever, but, you know, like, I'm trying to have it seep into every aspect of the relationships in my life to, like, you know, continually show affection and show people that I'm I'm actually here, mm -hmm. like, I'm here, because you can say it all you want, but when they're going, yeah. you really, you really miss the opportunity to do, to do something, so I really want to be present and actually feel it and do shit, like, yeah, I feel that I really feel that with my um with my siblings and my brother especially because sometimes it makes me feel uncomfortable to like be loving towards him or mm. be loving towards my siblings I, I because concur. I concur. yeah because yeah. um we it wasn't always like that but now that we're growing up we're starting to realize a lot of shit in the past didn't matter or we were too young or too immature about the things that were going on and sometimes I tend to hold that on like that's a flaw within me that I just need to let go I take things super personal and I'm trying yeah. not to do that this year. So it's just, Damn. it's just, um, I still haven't figured out like how to not feel uncomfortable. Like even when, even when he like puts his hand on my shoulder and stuff like that and yeah. gives me affection, I'm, I'm still uncomfortable about it. Wow. So it's just like trying to figure that out. Yeah, trying it's to break like, it. It's a process, but yeah. I'm getting there. It is. Yeah. To, you know, piggyback off what you guys are saying about, um, being present. You know, I was thinking, I've been seeing a lot of things and just whatever. I feel like we're, um, we're constantly looking at where we want to be. And yeah. just like you were saying, we're not enjoying the process. Like, we're not in, like, we don't feel where we're at now. Exactly. And I feel like that's, we don't feel where we're at now until we get into, a, like, a bad position. And we're like, dang, I was actually doing pretty well back then. Or exactly. doing well back, you know, I was doing better for myself. And then, 
like we're so we're so um, focused on looking at what we want to be, what we want to do, um, and then we get you know we just get confused. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get confused um, of like the progress we're actually making. Like I feel like the process is is a there's a lot smaller processes within the bigger process. Yeah. Exactly, and we're not. <laughs> We're not, we're not caring I, I know, about and it's, I, I, I was thinking about that today because I was, so many times I'm thinking to myself, like, I really don't want to do, like, this job or that job. I'm so fed up. I, like, I really just need to figure out something else I'm going to do. And then I'm just, like, thinking back to myself, like, you really just need to just live in the moment. And not, that's not saying stop preparing, stop preparing for what you want to do. Exactly. But just be grateful because a lot of times you might be in a worse position and look back and be like, dang, I was actually in a better position. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I had less pressure here. Yeah. I was doing fine. Not was only sick. that, but, like, the struggle moments will help you for your winning season. Like, yeah. you'll realize that you're exactly where you're supposed to be and maybe you're meant to have that job for some reason later right. that you right. need, like, the experience for something exactly. like that. Exactly. Or it's yeah. like an opening door for right. another opportunity right. that you, like, for a person you haven't even yeah, met yet. Literally. Yeah, literally. Like, what's, what's it, like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be at. You know, even if you feel like you're not doing enough, that's where yeah. you're supposed to be at. Exactly. Uh, for a reason. Right? I definitely feel that. Especially, mm-hmm. like, you know, just being a, a, a DJ and just, like, you know, seeing all my peers, like, have all this time mm-hmm. to, you know, allocate to getting venues and things like that. I find myself, like, trying to compare myself and do this and that. And I'm just like, yo, that's come on. Yeah. And, and I honestly, I can't even get there because it's like, bitch, first of all, you're doing this, this, that, and that. Like, go sit down somewhere. Like, really, mm-hmm. like, really appreciate what you have going for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people can't say that they have this. Yeah, they on flyers at different, you know, venues and shit like that. But do they have a degree? Like, right. do they, yeah. like, are they working full time? Right. Do they you have money? What else they <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, right. do they have a stable crib? Like, mm-hmm. do they know where yeah. their next meal is coming from? So it's just like, Real. you know, I understand the grind is different for everybody. But it's just like, you know, I can't, I can't sit up there and just wish I was somewhere else when I'm right where I need to be like exactly. everything's happening for a reason like school I'm about to graduate nigga I'm about to nigga my shit's gonna look real cute <laughs> being 25 my milestones that I reach I'm like Very bitch go good. off <laughs> go off wait do you guys feel like you can't chill sometimes cause sometimes I always feel like or all the time I always feel like if I'm chilling then I'm not doing something I'm supposed right. to be and doing I, and I feel, I feel like, like that's toxic and as I've been seeing a lot like crazy. Uh, someone made a good point online they said like I feel like our generation there's no such thing as a hobby there's no such thing as relaxing because we, we're stuck in this mindset that everything needs to be a side hustle you could be using that <laughs> to make money you need to be doing this and then like yeah, you can't just read a book. Somebody like, oh, you should open up a bookstore. Like, yeah, you should like, sell that book. You should yeah. sell it. You should be you the number be, one right. author. You right can't now. even crochet for something. Like, you should be selling them scarves. What you doing? What you doing? Get up, do something yeah. with your life. It's like, yeah. dang, like, I can't can I just do read. something for my own relaxation, right? So, and I love how you say that because mm-hmm. people try to force me mm-hmm. to like sell my music, sell my beats, and like do all that extra yeah. shit. And this is like. <laughs> Even me trying to cross over, that's not me. Like, yeah. me trying to push my shit in stores and distribute it. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, I make this shit off of passion, number yeah. one. Exactly. Number two, I don't have the clearances to even do this. I'm not fucking Tory Lane. So mm-hmm. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I gotta sit my little ass, my little black ass down somewhere and just <laughs> do my hobby on SoundCloud. <laughs> sit down and do your hobby on SoundCloud. Okay, bitch? Okay. You DJ, Lord. bitch. You DJ. No, but sometimes, sometimes I feel like, um, I feel like if I'm not being productive, then I don't know. I just, I feel like 
it leads to depression. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I always need to constantly be elevating. And the fact, I don't even know. Like, I don't even, I haven't been on a vacation since the cruise. You exactly. know what I mean? So it's just like, we, I've been t- we've been, but I feel like, that. like, taking that time off is necessary. It's I was so reading, necessary. like, an article or something like that. And they were saying that you need at least, like, eight full days. Like, eight days is the maximum that you need to take a vacation and reset yourself. And I just haven't reset myself in, like, a while so (laughs) I need to take that trip take that vacation but I'm always in the mindset of what's the next step how am I making money what's the next move like how am I going to get to and it doesn't help because everybody that you're trying to make money from or like my job for an instance or my agency they're going to push you to your limits like they're not going to tell you to take a vacation exactly they're going to yeah they're going to be like oh no you got another casting but I'll be on a vacation yeah but the people telling you to push it they're like oh I'm going to Italy next month like damn what the fuck (laughs) So yeah. it's just a lot of not that with in that my Corona. life. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody not going to Italy. Italy. Right. Ain't nobody going to Italy. Bitch like me, no. <laughs> I would be in Italy with a trash bag and a mask over my face. <laughs> Enjoying my life. <laughs> Wait, so who, you, did you go, Michelle? How was well, your week, man? It was alright. I don't think anything important happened. <laughs> I don't think anything happened. Mm-hmm. You got back on YouTube. Didn't you drop a video and Jesus you dropped a slug overall? Where's the promo at? Wait, wait, I ain't even thinking about that. It's been so long, I have to get used to saying I dropped a video. But I did drop a uh, thrift haul, which was it was very impromptu. It was very quick. Um, I just did it because I felt like if I don't do it now, like I'm just going to keep... I've literally filmed at least like 70 videos. I do just, you have them in the tuck? Just she so, does. She no, I. Tuck. Well, no, I'm gonna say no. I don't have them in tuck. Oh, I just keep deleting them after. Uh, you delete them? Yeah. You don't even archive them though. No Dropbox, no, no. no nothing. It's just gone. I just delete. I do Michelle, that sometimes. Michelle, wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. You sit up here and spend all this time creating just to delete yep. this shit. Yep. Just right. Just about right. <laughs> Michelle. But that's all your work. That's your baby. Like, you yeah, don't even go back just don't, to it. It's not good. That's Where's true. the storage out in your phone? It's your good. storage, you can't recently delete, delete it, get out the trash. Delete. Not, not, not delete. No. I've, it's been, before this video I put out on Sunday, it's been um, six months since I put, up a, put out a video. But what leads you to deleting all your hard work? It's not good. Just, I don't think it's good. Just like, I feel like you just watched it and that's it? Yeah. Ah. Uh, See, let me tell you something. As a creative, you are your own worst enemy. Yeah. Please don't but the video I put out the other day, I didn't really like either. But I put it out because I knew, like, I it's been so long. Exactly. So, like, I needed to put something like, out. Like, you need to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I, yeah, that's why I just put it out. Like, can I please tell you, don't delete your stuff unless you, like, cross-check with somebody. Like, with at least just share it or something. Like, get some feedback. Like, just something. So you're just not relying on your own, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts. Yeah, because yeah. I'm telling you, as a creative... You are your worst critic. No, you are true. hardest on yourself. Like, literally. You're if your biggest was, hater. You're your biggest enemy. You're your ass. biggest critic. You be, like, you're your own worst enemy. Like, you really be trying to stop yeah. your own shit, your own growth. Like, mm. so I really would love for you to, like, if you got a video, if you want to shoot it to me, like, okay. literally, seriously, throw it in a group chat. Yeah, honestly, at this point, like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm yeah. just trying to get out content. I, I'm not even thinking how I'm, th- like, how I was thinking before. Because I feel like I just need to, I can't keep saying I'm going to, um, I want to make a YouTube video. You can't keep saying that for six months. It's just like, you got to start doing yeah, it. Whether to. And then at some point, then you can, you know, start, um, I guess, like, refining, like, how you, what you're doing. Exactly. But, yeah, but you I'm You need, just, like, a starting point, And yeah. then from there, you work on it. Like, even. Right. And this brings us into our topic of purpose. 
mm-hmm. and how we find our purpose because literally you will think and I talked about this in my YouTube video um, advice for 20 somethings creatives mm-hmm. um, literally you will think something is your purpose and then you'll start to do it and then realize that it's that's not. not your purpose and you'll start to exactly. delve into a different craft and you won't know that unless you start right. so you have to start exactly. but like as creatives we tend to like keep things in the tuck and hold things back and it just hurts us it like handicaps us from finding our true passion and really getting into it and with that comes uh like i mean therapy is so expensive so I'm not going to say go to a therapist. You can go to a therapist. There's an app for that, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes (laughs) I like to be my own therapist and ask myself questions, even though I just don't, sometimes I don't want to talk to myself. Uh Like, literally, I didn't get a casting um, for a big brand. And after the casting, it was literally like they lined us up like we were cattle, and they just pointed and picked which ones they liked and which ones they didn't. Me, I'm coming from Jersey, so... Mind you, it took me like two hours, three hours to get there. I get there, look good, did research on the brand, did research on the company, look like the brand, look like the company. I walk in, I walk in like the cattle, they pick everybody. Yeah, they pick everybody, (laughs) and then I'm just like, and then they're like, all right, you can go home. So I'm like, within that, I had to talk to myself, like, are you okay? Like, what emotions are you feeling? After the casting, I was like, are you sad? If you're sad, then you can cry. It's okay. It's not like men can't cry. If you don't want to cry, do you want to talk about it? Like, if you don't want to talk about it right now, we're eventually going to have to talk, literally talking to myself like my own therapist. That's beautiful, Yeah, and then once you start to figure out the emotion and realize what you're feeling, you can leave it all there when you come back. You can, like, literally, I left it all there in New York, came back on the train, went to yoga, cleansed my bauti, Mm-hmm. And then I just had a better day. Like, I was more yeah, positive yeah. about it. I love that, how in control you are of, like, your feelings and just being aware. Mm-hmm. You know, that consciousness is so is so deep because it's so easy to get lost and, you know, incorporate it into your emotions and just let your emotions just bleed out and just, you can act yeah. just like that. Like, I'm telling you, like, I got to scale back on that because a bitch love acting out of emotion. And it's just oh, like, shit. how do I become, like, how do I put a pause on it and just, like, talk to myself, like, Reese, you're here. You know, yeah. like, have that outer, outer body experience because once your your emotions start, it's, like, logically, bitch. It's fire. Exactly. It's red. I was never red. one to act on the emotions, though. I would always, like, neglect it. Like, I would act like nothing's happening, even though the house is burning down. The neighbors are outside telling you the house is burning down. Oh and, like, everything's burning. Like, everything's burning. <laughs> I'd be like, no, it's fine. Like, No, but you would genuinely fine. feel like that? Or, like, what? Like, like everything's fine? No, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was that bitch to be like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It wasn't until I got on live with Sean, and he was like, no, you actually need to feel that. Like, you need to feel mm-hmm. what you're feeling. It's okay to feel it, but you have to get out of it. You have to yeah. address the issue that you're feeling. You can't act like, you can't neglect it, because once you neglect it, then it's going to build and build and build and build until you have, like, a mental ugly. breakdown, an anxiety attack, whatever yep. it might be, is going to come to you, unless you <laughs> like, address you're not, the issue. You're not fooling nobody with, yeah. that, <laughs> with that shit, bitch. Like, you're going to have uh, a Britney moment. For real, 2006. How about 20, Britney 2020, okay? Because she's back. <laughs> you see them dance moves? Jesus what Christ. Happened? Still doing the same dance moves since 98, but I digress. <laughs> I said, Brittany, get the... You're toxic. I'm going under. We got a t- we got one a tangent. That's crazy. That's funny, Brittany. Damn, Brittany, babe. But what are your guys' steps to finding your purpose? Like, how are you actively trying to find your purpose? Do you know what your purpose is? Oh, yeah. And if not, like, what are you guys doing? 
Because, Reese, I feel like you know what your purpose I know is. I have no clue. I've been knew what my purpose was. Go ahead, Michelle. I have no clue. I have no clue. I, really, honestly, honestly and truly, I have no clue. <laughs> because I'm like stuck between, first of all, you know, I work in two different fields. So I work in education, then I work in like science, or not, you know, physical therapy. And then I'm trying to do thrifting. You know, this whole thrifting, YouTube, um, is just doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm saying that I don't like appreciate it, <laughs> but it's like, I have no clue where I'm going. Like, mm-hmm. I want to apply to physical therapy school this summer, but, like, do I actually want to do that? I'm, I'm still stuck in that. I had until July to figure it out. Um, and if I get in, am I going to be happy? Or am I mm-hmm. going to be like, damn. Why did uh, I do this? Right. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> I wonder, like, how do you figure it out, though? Like, what steps are you... I know you're releasing content as far as the thrifting, thrifting yeah. goes, but, like... As far as those, like, really diving in to see if physical therapy is your passion, really diving in to see if education I feel is like, your passion, like... I feel like if physical therapy was my passion, I wouldn't be second-guessing. If I if something was my passion, I feel like I wouldn't be second-guessing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I So I've never I reached that point. Um, I do enjoy creating content or doing stuff like that, but it's like... Don't get realistically, me wrong. Don't like, get me wrong. I second-guess my passion. Like, yeah. only okay. financially. I couldn't, okay, yeah, I couldn't but afford of course, it. Of course, of course. Yeah. I couldn't afford it. I couldn't go to school for it. So it's yeah. just like, I was like, damn, is it really worth it? You know, is this the, is the instability really worth it? Because I've seen like, my family grow up, not have money for bills and shit like that, just right. chasing their dreams. So I'm like, is it worth it? You know, yeah, that's I true. Mean? That's very so true. I can, you know, I don't know how you're maneuvering through this world and what's going on, but like, are you like, you know, it's something in the air, something lit, like something smelling, like you, 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 you got experiments like you know off with the science shit. What you got? With the science? What are you talking about? With the therapy? I, don't I know. have no clue. Yeah, I'm just like no, <laughs> I no no. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't even see like a projection, like like having your own practice, like you can't see. Well, yeah, that's the like, that's the whole thing because I I know working in um like where I work now, I can see myself like I feel like if the only way um that I would do this is if I was. I have opened my own clinic. Not the only way, but, like, I feel like that's, like, the main goal. I would have to have my own, like, be working for myself. But can you see that? Like, could you do I could see myself working for myself, like, working for myself, but um, with physical therapy included, not sure, really. At this point, no, I don't know anymore. I really don't. I think you're going to have, like, a moment where it's just, like... Hopefully come soon. Where it's going to be, be like, you're going to have, like, a self-realization where it's going to be, like, um, okay, so I don't want to do this. Because that's happened to me with um, mm-hmm. Runway. When I was, like, at a Runway... You're familiar with this, Runway Audition. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is what you're doing, and this is how much you're getting paid. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I have all this experience, and they literally only want to pay me, like, $50. I'm like... Mm-hmm. And then in my head, it just everything just clicked. Instead of getting mad, I was just like, oh, this is what I'm not doing no more. Right. So, like, you're going to have a moment like that where you're like, this is what I'm not doing anymore. Like, so... Exactly. I hope that comes sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. Girl, but that's how it would be. Like, the, the flashy shit, it'd be so glamorous. But when you get up close and personal, it's, like, real ugly. Yeah. And it's, like, that's what I was asking. I'm like, yo, where your shows at? I'm trying to pull up. He's like, I don't do that no more. They don't pay enough. <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. and we just moving. We just moving with this shit. Like, wherever he at, I'm seeing what's up. But, yeah. you know, if the runway ain't it, well, then, bitch, we not going over there. Yeah. Okay? And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not like, supporting you think one thing's your there. purpose, and then you pivot. 
and then another thing ends up being your purpose. And you like narrow it down. Yeah, you like narrow you just it down. Right, sure. You figure out what you really like, what fits your life. Yeah. And I'm honing in, man. I'm honing in. You my, are honing in. I've been in. like everywhere. I've been doing this, that. I've been a rapper. <laughs> like, what else can I do? Uh, uh, it's always been music, though, so that exactly should be something. Everywhere. That should tell you something. No, but real side note have you guys seen this show on Netflix called Altered Carbon? Mm mm. Okay. I started watching it, but I kept falling asleep. What's it about? Oh, it's boring? No. I just kept falling asleep. <laughs> it's I literally like black sci-fi. Like, oh, I didn't know. But black like, literally, black, exactly, like, that's a thing. Like, I was like, I want to be like Kale. Like, <laughs> my girlfriend had me watching this because she was doing my hair last night. And you didn't even watch TV. That's the crazy bitch. part. And I was sucked in. Like, after this podcast ends, I'm going to go watch that Damn, Alter Carter shit. So, are you going to her place? I'm going to watch it here, mm-hmm. and I'll talk to her when I, when I talk to her. But <laughs> it's, it's so good. Like, first of all, what I didn't know is that they were... Have you did you see when uh, Moonlight won an award yeah. and they literally it said it on the card but the white people were kicking in and said like the winner is for best picture La La Land yeah. <laughs> like some right. like literally this happened within the past five years yeah, yeah, yeah. they are literally like snubbing snubbing black people from winning like actual awards and stuff we are so versatile as black people like we can play. Any type of role, you know, like I really look up to Taraji P. Henson since we want to get in the black history mm. woman type shit. You yes. know, you really want to get into something. Taraji don't like to play the same roles. Like she like to switch it up. She mm-hmm. like to, you know, double over here, double over here. And I appreciate that about her because, you know, in this industry, in this Hollywood industry, they like to play paint black woman as one they type like of to role. Put you in a category. Like a craghead mother. Right. With too many kids on right. on, on, on drugs, welfare yeah. or on drugs, or and it's just like, and they try for for black men, they try to paint like a thug type, mm-hmm. and it's dealer, just like drug dealer, not there, yeah, exactly, Same fucking picture and every day. It is just so messed up. So when Spike Lee, you know, came into the picture, I don't know if he's controversial for y'all or whatever, but um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. But he Why would like he be controversial. Spike Lee, you know. <laughs> Michelle always got something to say. I'm here for it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go into nothing Spike Lee did. But I'm sorry. No, Spike Lee, listen. Good. I'm not going to say nothing crazy. But every person in Hollywood, not every person, but most people in Hollywood that are successful, they had to have, I don't want to say soul, sell their soul, but you have had to do, do, do something to appease white people. I guess it's the only way. Oprah, yeah. all this, all these people, they there's no way you can get that rich, that successful without doing something that's going to be controversial to black people. First of all, let me start with this. I'm not a movie bitch, so when I watch a movie, it's very like biased. Like I don't really know the context of the background. Like mm-hmm. I'm seeing something for the first time. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw this um, Netflix series on you know black people penetrating Hollywood. I saw that he was the first, like, independent filmmaker. Yeah, like, he was, just, yeah. he wasn't, like, with the norms and shit. Like, when yeah. I say, like, he was a work with what you have to get to where you need to go type mm-hmm. nigga. Like, that's what, that's what he was on. Like, he was really in the trenches, like, with the low-budget equipment, low-budget, yeah. um, you know, type of uh, budget for the actual film. And that's why people always make like, fun of, like, Spike Lee's and, like, you know, Tyler Perry, well, and Tyler <laughs> Perry. Mm-hmm. You know, did, wait, did we see Tyler Perry's movie on Netflix? Yes, A Fall From Grace. He made it in a day. 
Yes, they filmed that shit in a day. They filmed that shit in a day. One day. Oh my. How was it? Was it ghetto? Let <laughs> me stop. <laughs> Do it look um, like it was filmed in one listen, day? Listen, it was... Cecily so. Tyson did amazing. <laughs> Phenomenal. Cecily, amazing. Cecily. She did great. Oh my the God. The gowns. Yeah. Like it had the potential to be. It was a good story. No, line. it was definitely good. Good yeah. storyline, but like it was rushed. I like Tyler Perry. I don't want to talk. But shit you know, about people hate. It was rushed. It was rushed. It was, it was, it was literally yeah. one day. But a lot of people <laughs> don't like to break a Guinness World Record. It was a play. A lot of people don't like. Uh, a lot of people don't like um, Tyler Perry because you know his role, how he always portrays the black woman. Just like we were saying, all these yeah. roles. He doesn't make black sci-fi movies. It's always exactly. the black lady mad. She's an angry black woman. Something happened. Some black woman got be in distress, had been raped, had been... You know, it's always like this yeah. you know, terrible narrative. And then, you know, he doesn't hire other writers. Tyler Perry literally writes every 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 movie that he has. Well, and that could be... They that, like the writing. That could be... <laughs> that could be... That could be, <laughs> that could be good and like, oh, wow, that's phenomenal. But that's also like... Nigga, Monopolizing. Yeah, it's like... Why don't you want to pay other black writers for their work? Because he doesn't to add some, you know, like difference into what you're doing. Yeah, make he doesn't want to pay them. He doesn't want, you know, because he's had, you know, other writers and he didn't want to pay them for their work. So that's that's the. Oh really? Thing. He didn't want to pay. Yeah, them? he didn't want to pay them for their work. That's not good. Um, that's not good. You don't do that, baby. Yeah. You support them. Or didn't want to pay them what they were so, what they were owed. He didn't want to pay them. Um, so yeah, that's why Tyler Perry movies sort of seem like. The same. same thing over right. and over and over again. Right, I right. definitely could see that, but like, I just I don't know. It's just hard, you know, as black people do. You know, and it's just such an oppressive like type of thing. Like, for us in this type of society, we are not the dominant. You know, mm-hmm. like dominant in this, but they take all of our shit. Right. That's the craziest part. My mom was just going off. Like, Everything. she was like, "Yo, the Chinese people got this. The Indians got this. But what do we got?" And I'm just like, "Everything." We we literally make everything and then we we they take it from us. We are like, we are American culture. Everything exactly. is American. Like, do you at, see the Kim Kardashian shit? My mom yeah. was talking about that too. Well, the, the the Northwest. That's what I was just talking about. Not Northwest. Just um, Kylie Jenner. Like how she had the long ass extension bro oh, for yeah, Travis always, Scott thing. They always and, doing that that shit. Like, and everybody always got to find a reason to just hate on them. They always well, everybody everybody always got to find a reason to vouch for the Kardashians. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're rich though. They're rich. What the fuck they gotta do with stealing black people's work? Exactly. And then making money off of it. Literally, these braids that we have, like they originate from Africa. They originate from black people. Like the styles. Literally. And then Kim Kardashian Kardashian comes with the braids talking about Bo Derek braids. Bitch, what? (laughs) Yeah, that was drawing. I thought they were Bo Derek braids, so I didn't. Like, just say you, you just wanted to wear the hair. I'd rather her say, I just wanted to wear the hair. Then say start making up some type of thing to take it away from black people. It's like, sis, sis. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just tough out here. Give man. It a rest. It's just like, I don't Give, know. I just, rest. I don't know. I just wish you know we gave ourselves more credit and then we like pushed ourselves just to you know we can we can do it. And I feel like in that altered carbon, like mm. it just shows how black versatile we are. Like that shit is beautiful. Seeing a black woman like just fucking just fuck shit up and be right. in charge like in charge of a whole revolution and a whole different planet yeah. I'm like bitch I want to be like Kel when I grow up I right. want to be like Kel when but I grow wait, up but wait another, like, another prime example so we can get off this topic mm-hmm. is TikTok literally yeah. TikTok is just a bunch of teenage white teenagers dancing to rap music exactly. you know all these dance moves all these dance moves literally 
and like everybody's okay with it. I just no, don't get. It's just crazy, and it's, like, it's just yeah. going viral because they're just mimicking it. And niggas. I and I hate when white people, white kids, go viral for dancing to black like the black renegade, music. The renegade. A black kid will never go viral for dancing to that stuff. But they exactly. we give these you know these white children this fame because they they have rhythm or they can you know Ex- dance stuff. Yo, say I'm that. Not, not saying I would never praise a like a. I'm not going to praise you for doing something that we get you know a sh- like shame for. I, I can't exactly. do that. I'm not. Just because he white and uh, got a little weight to him? Exactly. No, I'm not, no, 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 no. Anyway. He has nice hair. Yeah. As I digress. <laughs> yeah, let's digress, please. That brings us into our next segment. Our next segment is Happy Late Black History Month. Since we are not in the month, but it All is year. Women's History Month, oh, so yes. we're going to combine them together. This segment is where we shout out any black-owned businesses, black creatives, black history moments that inspired us, or black history that people may not know about. So, yes. do you guys have any before I go down my list? Go ahead. I said Taraji. <laughs> Start off. Taraji and baby boy. Um, <laughs> this, oh, I gotta go find her name. The black uh, model. She's a runway model. Well, she's model, period. She, um, that she won model of the year or whatever it's called. A ducha catch or something like that. Mm. Oh, yeah, South yeah, Sudan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love her. I love yeah. her. She was just on my story. Yes. Oh, yes. I was at her page. That's how I was at her page yesterday. Because I'm, there you go. Yes. Yeah, a dude, a catch Bior. Yes, her. You just better say her name right. Nah, shit. <laughs> she's from the, she's probably from the South Sudan, but yeah. you know, people from the South Sudan look beautiful. They always are very dark. You know, very um, uh, just uh, uh, prominent features. They, I just. Yeah, she's real pretty. Like yes, real pretty. It don't make no sense. I want to know her skincare routine. Though. I wish nothing, just but... black. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just black. I love my that. skin is in shambles. <laughs> shambles. Mine I need too. to know. <laughs> no, but um, I also want to give a shout out to B Dixon. She is the uh, owner um, of the Honey Pot, which is a feminine hygiene product um, brand. They're pr- they're primer uh, like primer. Prim- what the hell's the word? Primary. Primarily. 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 <laughs> Sold at Target. Um, and she's getting a lot of slack. She's also my hey big head. I know we didn't get there yet, but she's uh, <laughs> she um, you know is getting a lot of slack and flack from <laughs> the white community flack. because um, you know she had a commercial that I've actually seen multiple times, and um, I've seen them saying white people getting mad, calling it racist because she said she wanted to empower other black girls to be entrepreneurs. I do glasses. not understand. <laughs> She took off her I don't know, I have this film. I do not understand how that is racist in any way, any shape, any form, when historically we are already, you know, impoverished. We are already, you know, we already are denied opportunities when black people are, you know, let's say 15% of the American population, or let's say, for example, in Philadelphia, black people are 49% of the Philadelphia population, and they own 5% of the businesses in Philadelphia. Does that make sense? Not at all. It does not make sense. So for somebody of, you know, of a high stature who has been successful that said, I want to empower other black people to, you know, bring money to the black community, I don't understand how that can be racist when you still, when the people who are calling it racist still have the power. Like, what does that make, what sense does that make? They love to do that. They love to bitch and moan. Yes. (laughs) And they got the nerve to go on her website leaving terrible reviews. Bitch, you ain't buy the honey pot? Exactly. Exactly. Stay creatures. Let me stop. Cause you had to go get your feminine hygiene products. Sorry. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. At the target nearest you. At the yes. target nearest but, you. This is a sponsor. Bro. 
Spotify. It's a sponsor. Sponsored by the Honeypot. Link in the bio. I, shit, I wish. You know? Okay, so I'm going to go over mine. I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say, thank you, yesmagazine.org, because you guys helped me shed light on some iconic black women inventors in history. So I'm going to go down my list. I have five. So these are very common inventions that people may not know that black females created. Mm. So number one is everything good about your phone. So basically, Dr. Shirley Jackson, who's who... Okay. Slow down. I, I just want to get to know you. <laughs> Don't turn around. Because everything is good in me. All right, let's do it. I'm back. Whose <laughs> work led those innovations along with development in touch-tone phones, portable fax machines, and the fiber optic cable. Fiber so, optics? Yeah, fiber optic cable. Okay. And long distance phone calls. That's to make them right? Crystal clear. Yeah. Bios. Crystal clear. Them so basically... Sorry. <laughs> I'm not dying. Like, Go off, Shirley. I need to read her bio. Go ahead. I need to give my sis cred for my relationship. Long distance phone calls. Was... Crystal yes. clear. Period. FaceTime me, baby. So Jackson was the first black woman to earn a doctorate from MIT. What does MIT stand for? Period. Massachusetts Institution. <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> Grab that mic again and do it again, baby girl. Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Period. There we go. about that. Um, she was the first black female president of the United States. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Fight me, bitch. <laughs> He's spreading rumors on catch it like. Yo, my I'm mouth crying. is messy. Like literally, my mouth is messy. <laughs> you wrote that in your notes. In what year? She was the first black female president of a major technological institute. That's what I meant to say. I don't know why I said of the United States. He said speaking into existence, my positive affirmation is carrying into my show. Somebody take my mouth because it's gone. I'm crying. Oh my God. That was good. That was number one. That was cute. That was number one. Okay, so number two is home security. Mm. So I'm going to try to say her full name. It's very long. Marie Van Britten Brown and her husband noticed increasing crime in their New York neighborhood. She was from Queens. The system had a camera at the front door and looked through one of four peepholes at different heights. Four peepholes? Yeah, four peepholes. It was intense. It's New York, baby. The image was broadcasted to the user on a television set in another part of the house. It also had a two-way microphone so they were doing big things shout out to that wow that's no like Period. imagine like apartment complexes and things like that like they set especially, the standard especially in new york though exactly like, like that was necessary before them there was no security systems like people were getting like, robbed left and right that's what the fuck? okay so number three number three is controversial talk to me <laughs> you said music to my ears baby <laughs> Number three is rock and roll. So many people have received credit for inventing rock and roll. Elvis Presley was referred to the king of rock and roll. Chuck Berry was the father of rock and roll. Alan Freed coined the term rock and roll. But what they didn't tell you is that rock and roll also has a godmother. In the 1930s and 40s, sister Rosetta Tharp was one of the first people to combine gospel music with melody-driven urban blues, traditional folk, and a unique 
pulsating swing style. Today Tharp's musical style is considered one of the first definite precursors of rock and roll. Many music legends, including Elvis Presley, Little Richard, Johnny Cash, and Little Chuck Rich. Berry, were influenced by Tharp's unique musical style. Damn, so give my fucking sis credit, okay? Uh -huh. Give my fucking sis credit. It all started with gospel music. Yes, it all that gospel started with music gospel. will put you in your bag, bro. Never would have made it without, without you. What? I would have lost it all. Now, now I see. Then you were there, there for me. That's the number <laughs> one, yo. Nah, I mean. So number four, better eyesight. So while she made, <laughs> while she I may not it. be responsible for everyone's sight, Dr. Patricia Bath invented a device that drastically improved the process for removing cataracts. Yes. Yes, sis, go off. Which can cause impaired vision and blindness. <laughs> Today, her laser faco probe, which allows the quick and almost painless removal of cataracts, is used around the world. Mm. Go off, sis. Mm, Go mm, off, mm. sis. Period. For real. Get your right, baby. <laughs> Number five is 3D movies. Oh, <gasps> it was created by a black <laughs> woman? A uh, physicist, bitch. A uh, physicist. I am done dirty movies. Go <laughs> I'm no. so I'm so happy to be black right now. 3D IMAX coming near you, Reese. Boom. In the late 70s, Valerie Thomas, a physicist, inventor, and NASA data analyst, discovered that concave mirrors can create the illusion of three-dimensional objects and began experimenting with how she could visually transmit the 3D illusion. Remember learning about that? The concave yeah, and convex. Yeah. Oh yeah, convex in, physics. In yeah. physics. Yes, physicists. Go That's off. That's crazy. Go Are off. you serious right now? Yup, yup, yup. I'm excited. <laughs> like, I'm so happy. To That's be what this segment was for. In 1980, <laughs> Thomas patented her illusion transmitter. I feel really good. You feel whole? The peach I feel really good. That was my top five. No, it wasn't the peach bellini. It was <laughs> Valerie. Wait, did you guys know about all those or no? I, uh, I knew about the lady with the eye. I, I did some of one of my <laughs> The lady with the eye. <laughs> Dang, that sounds bad. That sounds so oh, bad, yo. Yeah. The lady with the glass eye. <laughs> yes, because I read, I read a passage on her with one of my students before. Oh, did you really? Yes. She just recently passed. Like, probably like, wait, I think she wants to be at our house. Let me not Michelle. say that about that. Michelle, do your research on the Wikipedia. Here's <laughs> this present. Let me stop. No, because I'm the type of person that I relate, like, when the person dies to how recent this information is. Like, the late and great Tiffany Pollard. <laughs> stop. She's <laughs> not dead. Lord God. Remember when I, I said that on, like, episode one? Yeah. I'm need your you fucking did. shoes. <laughs> not the late and great. I'm fucking crying. Oh, Debbie they were old maiden shoes. No. She should have put them back on the rack. She I'm wasn't qualified. Crying. <laughs> to wear those. <laughs> to wear those at all. Hi, y'all. Our next segment is Black Card Revoked. Wow. I'm your host, Casey Dandridge, star of Catch Your Life. Mm -hmm. This segment is Black Card Revoked, where I'm going to give you guys a bunch of black history questions, and I'm going to give you A, B, C, or D, and you're going to have to choose from the options. Let's see how black you are. Come right, on, let's do wait, it. Let's first do of it. all, let's first do it. don't know about my past. You are tuned into Black Card Revoked. <laughs> hey, we are telling you all the things you need to do to become, you know what, black. <laughs> History. Hey, what else? Hey. What else? What? 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 Money, I can't take no bitch. Trying to take my baby. baby. Mm -hmm. 
Some hip hop game show music. <laughs> I really thought I was Ariel. Welcome to Black Card Revoked. I'm your host, Casey Dandridge. <laughs> First question. And you can't sing the song. Oh damn. How many fights did the Fresh Prince get into before his mom got scared? Was it A? Five. Was it B? One. Was it C? Two? Was it D? Three? One little fight and my mom got scared! <laughs> Wait, so what's your answer? Reese? B, final answer. What's your answer, Michelle? B. Michelle, final you answer. saw my answer and put your B. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be my answer anyway. I just looked at yours to see what you were going to put. I was going to put that regardless. Silence, silence, silence. I need silence in the stadium. The answer is B. Everybody got it. one new fight! <laughs> All right, next question. Next question. All right, ready? In what year did Cash Money Records take over? I got you. Was it A, 2001 to 2002? Was it B, 1999? To 2000 was it C 1997 to 1998 or was it D 2004 to 2005 <laughs> Reese what's your answer Reese says D Michelle what's your answer B Michelle says B the correct answer is B <laughs> wait what year is that money took over nine nine in the 2000s <laughs> First of all, was okay. <laughs> you actually think about the literal year they took over? Jesus Christ. I was getting closer to 2008. 2009. <laughs> Nikki. Jesus Christ. Not... Next question. She was thinking about a literal time cash money took over. Reese has one card revoked. Reese has one card revoked. <laughs> That's that white teacher. <laughs> it's looking like a rough night for her. What song is that? Hold up. Can I get it? He was working with some Silence, silence, silence. I know that song, but listen, look question. at me in my face, Michelle, when I say, listen, I'm literal when it comes to this shit. <laughs> when did Cash Money Records take over? You know, Nicky came out about 0809, so I'm going to think about 0809. Stadium. Silence in the stadium. Next question. In what city did Rosa Parks refruit? Refruit? Refruit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> In what city did Rosa Parks refuse to move to the back of the bus? First of all, this wasn't set up. How? Is it A, Tuskegee, 
Alabama. Jesus Christ. Second, <laughs> your black heart has been revoked. I said, Jesus Christ. I'm not from here. I'm an alien. Is it B, Montgomery, Alabama? Is it C, Birmingham, Alabama? Is it D, Jackson, MS? First of all, why are there too many Alabama options? I thought it was supposed to be one. Reese, is your black card about to be revoked? What's your answer, Reese? Final answer. You have to say it in the mic. No, please. Don't do that to me. (laughs) I'm going to say Montgomery, Alabama. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Because Birmingham is the one where... No, that might be... We put the same thing. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. Since Michelle's with me on this. You guys are correct. Yes! (laughs) You got it! You can still have it! Reese was scared. Yes! Very scared. That's like two Alabamas. <laughs> Holy versus shit. Man, this is my Alabama. game. This is my game. Okay. Next question. I don't think any of you guys are going to get this one. Don't test me. What year was interracial marriage legalized I know this. in the I know United this. States? I'll keep going. Reading. Is it A, 1964? Is it B, 1952? Is it C, 1973? Is it D, 1967? What's your answer, Michelle? 1967. What's your answer, Reese? 1970s. 70s? The correct answer is D. Damn. We both I got that right. What is D? No, I got it right. Nineteen sixty-seven. How do you know that? Hey, loving and versus something. 1967. I know this shit. How do you know that? Because I'm black. I'm black. There's a case, it's like loving versus something. Oh, yeah, they, they. But another fun fact, did you know that interracial marriages were not fully legal in the United States in every state until the year 2000? No, see, that's why I chose the latest one, mm. because that's what I was thinking. They didn't really want that for us. They still don't, but you know, you know I'm not going to talk on that. <laughs> I'm going to start It's an isolated case. Next question. Yes. Cracking my neck. Before he was a member of the Nation of Islam, Ooh. what was Malcolm X called? I know that. I'm throwing my card. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. Turn this fucking music off. Wait, wait for the options, though. No. In these white <laughs> schools, they told me to not believe in Malcolm X. They told me. Because you went to a white school. Listen. All white. Because you went to a white school. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Because he was teaching them to fight back. They fucked me up. I'm fucked Wait, up. Wait, what teacher told I'm you that? I'm fucked up. I'm taping this. Hold up. Go ahead. Let's, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Zoom in. Zoom in right here. Go ahead. I went to Mount Laurel Public Schools. Mount Laurel Public Schools. Mount Laurel Public Schools in High New Jersey. Yes. When I tell you I learned about Malcolm X and didn't learn anything but negative things about that man. You know why? Because Malcolm was teaching them to fight back against the, the, the white man. The fucking facts. And it pisses me off that it took me to go to an African American History Museum to see what the fuck Malcolm was actually saying before right. they push all this propaganda on me so I can't even fucking give the right answer for this black car revoke shit for Michael Max because they killed my chances before I was able to get the proper research. To freedom! To freedom! To freedom! 
Where's my they fucking me, freedom button? They told me, they told me, you know, Martin Luther King was sitting down and stuff was the way to go. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, that's fucked that, up. They don't teach you to fuck. That's fucked fight up. The, fuck they, fight they, so fight I'm, I'm kind of mad, but you can play the game. Pause <laughs> right there. Next question. Yes. It's not fair. I like this. <laughs> this is a music question. Yeah. Are we, we going to skip the Malcolm question? Did you want to answer it? It's pretty bad. It's uh, uh, Malcolm Little, I think. Why you got the answer? You ain't even picking A, B, C, D. She said, you ain't fill in the blank ass. The options were A, Young Slim. B, Red. Oh. C, Slim. D, Detroit Red. It's Red. You're wrong, Michelle. Damn. I'm thinking they're talking about Michelle first name. What was it? It's Detroit Red. They got some fucking nerve. That's good, though. <laughs> Let me stop. Detroit Red. Shut the fuck up. Detroit Red. Next question. Hey, right, come on. Last time he checked, he was the man of these streets. Is it A, Young Jeezy? Please. B, Jay Z? No. C, Lil Wayne? Hey, or D, Drake? I wait. I don't I think I'm fucking thinking of Nipsey Hussle. The same. Last time that I checked. Last time that I checked. Wait. That's not one of the options. All right. Say it again. Read the question. Last time he checked, he was the man of these streets. A, Young Jeezy. B, Jay-Z. C, Lil Wayne. D, Drake. Michelle, what's your answer? I'm gonna go with Young Jeezy. Yep. Yep. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's a Jeezy line. Yeah. I'm a kid of these streets. Yep. But it's cocaine. Well, we know it wasn't Drake. It wasn't Drake. We yeah. Know. I wish yeah, he would Drake. say some shit like that. <laughs> if you don't say his little light skin ass, that ass down. Toronto ass. Let me see what's going on here. We're streets. Okay, let's this do this. Cute. Next question. I only have two cards in my hand. One of you guys is going home today. It's me. <laughs> Duh. Next question. I feel like Tyra Banks. I'm Tyra Banks. What is Mike Jones' phone number? Is it A, 867-5309? Is it B, 707-606? Zero eight four two. Five six seven five three zero nine. Is it C seven 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 nine three one one, or is it D two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four? First of all, who's calling Mike, Mike Jones? Jones? I don't know. I don't know the answer. What song was Back it? Back then they didn't want me. Now no, my day, day all on me. Back he said his number in iPhone. Did he? song did he? Yeah, he did. Oof. Listen, I'm gonna guess on this. I'm gonna just circle C. <laughs> Michelle, what's your answer? B. I don't know the damn numbers. What's your answer, Reese? C. I don't know the damn numbers. It was D. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Mike Jones' number. Last question. Which historically black sorority was founded first? Oh, damn. <laughs> Michelle, I don't know the answer. I don't know shit. <laughs> Think about this. Is okay. it A, Delta Sigma Theta, B, 
Zeta Phi Beta. C. Alpha Kappa Alpha. D. Sigma Gamma Rho. What is your answers? No. C. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Correct. Hey. Okay. The AKs? Yes. That's cute. It's a tie. Are you serious? We have to move on to the next segment. Wait, ain't no damn time. <laughs> I won that shit this quick. Excuse me, I held my own. I held my own. I held my head above water even though I was given propaganda by the white people. Yes. All my life I had to fight, but this one, I got it. Yeah, yeah you learned to live another day. Yeah, Reese, I'm surprised you got that one. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I'm crying. Right, Which one music. sounds the, the most music. familiar? Cut the music. All right. Wow, it sounds different with the music off. Okay, next segment. Our next segment is I don't know who needs to hear this. Do you guys have a I don't know who needs to hear this phrase? Whoa. I don't know who needs to hear this, but stay in the present. Still look towards the future, but don't completely um, abandon where you are right now. Guys, I don't know who needs to hear this. But I love you, and I am rooting for you to win. I'm rooting for your success. I'm rooting for your happiness. And, yeah. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you are still important. Whether uh, you know who you are or you don't know who you are. You're, you're still human. You still matter. Your life still matters. Your journey still matters. Everything that you're doing, it's important. Like, don't uh, minimize your successes. Like, you're actually fucking awesome, and keep fucking going. Thank you. Period. I don't know who needs to hear this. But lead with intention and purpose. But most importantly, live for yourself. I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, you should check your own toxicity as well. Please, you're talking uh, to me, nigga. (laughs) As well as, you know, dealing with, um, like, leave one-sided relationships, whether it be friendships, uh, relationships, and all that. Yeah, I know, that was deep. Thank you. Oh, going off into relationships. I love this segue. Uh-huh. I love this segue. Baby. That leads me into my topic. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest turning point in your dating, relationship, or friendship life? Cringe. I want to go ahead on this one. Go off. Mm. Take the lead. First of um, all, which one is it? Is it going to be My dating? dating. My dating. Just relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Like, um, My girlfriend told me I'm not responsible for people's happiness. Mm. And I didn't know that. I really In didn't what know sense, that. though? Like, if somebody is upset, it's not caused by me. Like, it's, it could be a personal problem. From within, yeah. Exactly. And I'm the type of person who tries to, like, you know, make sure that everybody's good. So, like, if I'm having an interaction with someone and I personally feel like they're acting different towards me, I feel like I'm responsible for their feelings. Right. And I, I just fact, I just love the fact that you know, she broke it down for me. Like, it's not it's not me all the time. You know, I could contribute in some ways, but I'm not solely responsible, and I should never feel solely responsible for how somebody's feeling because it could be something personal going on in their life that they're dealing with that they're not disclosing. You know what I mean? Or it could be something internal that they're battling, their own insecurity. Yeah. So if you take on that problem, it's almost actually impossible for you to solve it because, bitch, you're not them. It's you're not, not you. them. It's, yeah. And it's not you. Mm. So it's just like, um, just getting comfortable in that space, like, just being like, okay, if somebody's upset, that's on them. And that's okay. They can express themselves like that. It doesn't, like, I don't 
suddenly feel like I have to carry the burden of making them feel better. Exactly. I don't have to personally carry the burden of feeling like I did something to make them feel like that because, first of all, number one, the world doesn't revolve around me. And number two, I can't fix everything in the world. It's just not humanly possible. So I just mm-hmm. love the fact that I can step into this space where my head is kind of clear and I can just look back, you know, because I would definitely feel like intensely, especially like at work or something like that. Like I'm I'm in a definite I'm I'm in a different position than, you know, a lot of my coworkers and my peers just because like I'm younger and it's like I don't know what it is about me. I, I think I'm in my own little world. Like I honestly trust the world a lot. Like so I don't think like shitty things can happen to me sometimes like if I do the right steps and I follow like I genuinely believe that these white people give a fuck about me which is like you know kind of bad but like Mm -hmm. that's I grew up in that type of sheltered bubble you know so to for to see something happening to somebody else that's bad I just genuinely can't relate and genuinely under I genuinely can't understand because I feel like you know, this company is doing right by everybody. But that's not mm-hmm. right. Like, everybody yeah. doesn't get the same opportunities that you get. Mm-hmm. No, so, you know what true. I mean? So, it's like, you know, letting go of feeling like I'm personally responsible. Just because I'm in a different position, I feel personally responsible for, you know, someone else's feelings. That's, I'm, it's, o- it's okay for me to not have to carry that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, shit happens, you know? Like, this is the way the cookie crumbles and that's okay, you know? Like, there are other other factors that contribute to like other people's shitty lives it's not just you yeah literally you know so it's just like damn chill reese take a break you know breathe yeah. a little bit you you good ma you good you good ma like everything that you're doing is you're not doing it to hurt people and i i i definitely realize like even if my intentions are good and like shitty shit happens it's not my fault so right. i think that was definitely a very pivotal moment in my life and just dealing with you know like, even with her, like, some shitty shit will happen to my girlfriend, and, like, I'll find myself taking on that burden, taking mm-hmm. on her problems, and it's just like, yo, you don't need to do that, bro. Mm-hmm. Just chill out. Go sit down somewhere. I feel right. Mine was similar to yours, though, like, not taking things personal. Um, really, like, and with me, I was always bouncing from relationship to relationship, so I never, like, really had that alone time, mm-hmm. and you know that. You've been my best friend forever, so I've always been in a relationship, and once I got mm-hmm. out of a relationship... And um, started hanging out with my friends more. Um, I realized that my space is my space. And I don't equate being alone with loneliness. And I think that's very important. Because I feel like when we are alone by ourselves, that's when we figure out the most about ourselves. And a lot of people don't like to be alone mm-hmm. by themselves. So then that it's like... It's uncomfortable. Handy. Yeah, it's uncomfortable because... And I'm the type of person that's always been comfortable like i've been in that comfortable bitch Mm -hmm. so being uncomfortable is something that i don't like and it's something that i'm starting to now do in 2020 and it's starting to feel better but when you're by yourself you learn you learn certain things and it's um when you're not by yourself you handicap the growth process within yourself Mm -hmm. so you're always looking for something else you're looking for different validation within um within your friends within your significant other within your family if you don't figure yourself out so it was for me not realize. It was for me realizing to take things, to not take take things personal, and to also like figure out what I want and not like spend a long time with myself. I would find myself um, spending time with my family or my friends or my boyfriend and not really realizing what I wanted for myself. And I feel like that's crucial because then you can divide what you want, what you like, what you don't like, and really 
dig deep within yourself and figure yourself out. Like, that's so important for me, especially in 2020. And especially because I'm getting older and older, I'm starting to realize that, like, n there's so many things that just don't matter that I used to think mattered so much, like the fame and all of that. It's just like, as I get older and older, I'm starting to realize that the little things make me the happiest. Like my small circle, I'm okay with my small circle. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with creating content for people, for like 48 viewers. And if mm -hmm. I touch 48 people, that's important to me. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm putting out purposeful content. Yeah. Like I, I literally worked on a video for two weeks and it was, um, it was a past video and I had a story time and I was talking about a relationship that I was in and it was just like the whole thing was just toxic and I, I did the video for views back then so then I took it off of my YouTube and I was gonna do like a review on it like basically talking shit about myself mm -hmm. and as I was like editing it and I was trying to make it funny and I was trying to get views I like had a pivotal moment where I was like alright I'm gonna start doing purposeful content and I just like deleted the whole thing and got rid of it so it's just been really trying to not take things personal within people realize that everybody's dealing with their own battles everybody's in the process of becoming mm -hmm. not everybody is perfect don't don't set standards on people high expectations on people that they can't fulfill i think in terms of like relationships i mean i would say um the biggest thing for me i would say i had the opposite not the opposite but i feel like um for me i i am always alone or a lot of times i am alone with myself and um so when it comes to a relationship it's hard for me to like uh be like a sensitive or like um i know a big word that comes up um like in people i've like you know talk to is like submissive mm -hmm. i am not a submissive person you know <laughs> really? when people say stuff like that i'm just like i thought it's very offensive to me i'm like i really? need you to like say i need you to be submissive <laughs> i'll say submissive fuck you talking about like what yeah. uh i was never proud like yeah, yeah like, i don't what, what does that mean i want to say what i want i'm gonna do what i want if you don't like it, I'm gonna be alone. Like I, that's yeah. how I've always been. Um, so I think um, for me, uh, taking into account that like every in every situation you don't need to be like dominant. Yeah, aggressive, yeah. You don't need to be like, dominant. You don't need to be fighting back any stereotypes or fighting back any. Um, you know, just like what you feel people might think a woman should be like or what you should be like. I feel like you can be submissive. Yeah, it's assumptions. Like I'm fighting back. You know. Uh, whatever generalized terms people might have for women or, yeah. you know, black women or um, just me personally. So I feel like I um, it's okay for me not to to be to be submissive in certain aspects just because that's what I want to do or that's well you know whatever. So yeah. Risa trying to leave the studio. <laughs> I'm trying to run out this bitch. She gotta go pee. Final words. Hmm. Damn. I feel like my what was what was the last segment? Um, I don't know. Used to hear this. I feel like that's my final words. Yeah. Um, trust the process process. Mm, love it. Yeah. You know, think about the little steps that are within one big step that you want to do. I know it's so it sounds so generic or people always say it, but really just focus um, on what you're doing now. Don't don't like neglect what you want to do, but really be in the moment. That's what I have. Be present. Be great. Be you. Be awesome. Be black. Black History Month, Women's History Month. Yeah, be black. Please for stop real. hiding. Hella come black. on, come the fuck Please outside. Yeah. Hella I'm black. tired of it. I'm tired black. of this shit, man. Come outside. Come, come play with the friends. Come, come play with the cousins. Like, come I just want to shout out 
my Instagram. My Instagram is I am Casey Dandridge. I will put it in the link below. And also my YouTube channel is the same. It's pretty much the same on all social medias except for Twitter. You're not gonna find me. Catch me. Catch me if you can, basically. <laughs> um, your YouTube. Do you want to put in your YouTube? Uh, my YouTube name right now is Mo Info. M O I N F O. Um, I'm thinking about changing it, but we get there when we get there. Um, and my Instagram is M O dot C H E L L E underscore Mo Show. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Until next time, see you. See Toodles. You.